And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Time to talk about the dollars and the cents and to uh, give us the cents hmm. and talk about the dollars, Luke Smith. How are we? We good? <laughs> Very good. You've brought a special guest I once have, again. I have another specialist this week. So I've got Chris Levy from Aquila Superannuation here and Chris's specialty is the, the number crunching on the SMSF side or the, the self-managed super fund side and he's got a very, very successful business that specialise in this and today's really about extending that 30 June plan and thinking about what you're going to do in relation to your tax return and some things to consider and how you can make the most of the return that we've achieved over the last sort of 12 months. So it's it's going to be interesting to have him in. And I'm, st- I'm trying to instruct him where to put the microphone. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm an accountant, Leo. Bring, I don't bring, understand okay, this technology That's stuff. better. Just bring it down yeah, a bit. There you go. But don't tilt the microphone up so much because it was going <laughs> up your nose instead. No, no, too much down. That's it better. Thank you. There, there we, we go. go. You like? That's better. So that it's pointed Excellent. at your mouth. That's where we want it to be. <laughs> All these concepts. All right. Yeah. Back to business, boys. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, you know, your specialty is, is the number crunching on the mm. SMSF side. Mm. And, you know, they're very popular. They're used by a number of different people for a number of different reasons. Yep. You know, what are the, some of the things that people would consider having in their fund or reasons why they'd have a fund and, and have someone like you, you know, mm. do the, mm. the, the number crunching? Oh, well, look, I mean, in, in, in terms of what they w- might want to have in their fund, I mean, it's basically the sky's the limit. And, th- and, and that that in itself is a reason why people set up self-managed super funds. Yep. You know, there, yep. there essentially is no limit to what you can have in there. I mean, mm. we've seen, um, you know, antique cars, sheep embryos, um, farm. There's all sorts of crazy things you can have. Oh, well, look, I mean, and, and they're, they're, be, they're becoming less less common, but, um, you know, you, if someone's an entrepreneur or they, they see an opportunity, um, they can use a self-managed super fund to, to, to uh, invest yep. provided they meet the rules. And I guess that's yep. the other side of what I do, Luke. Um, yep. You know, there's the numbers, but mm. there's all these rules and they're yep. becoming more and more pertinent mm. to uh, as the ATO ramps up its uh, its activities. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Look, I think that's a really, really good point to, to sort of make with the listeners is that, yes, this is very flexible, but there are some very, very, very stringent mm. rules and regulations that need to be adhered to. And that's why, you know, when you're doing these sorts of things and using a self-managed super fund as an investment structure, and that's effectively what it is, it's mm. just a, mm. a vehicle to hold assets, we need to keep in mind that with an unlimited amount of flexibility comes an unlimited amount of regulation. Um, and that's where, you know, for us, we have a, a number of self-managed super funds in our business that clients have and use. And that's why we engage somebody like Chris, because he has the ability to take the investment return that, in, that, that trustees have achieved and maximise the tax efficiency of it, utilise franking credits, um, which we know was a big issue in light of the late election because they were talking about taking away surplus franking credit. So for me, I have a lot of peace of mind for my clients in that we can give their funds to Chris and we know that strategically he's looking at franking credits. He's looking at the regulation, the compliance, you know, the contributions, the deductions, all of the important things that can help maximise or, as someone said to me the other day, squeeze the last bit of juice out of the grape <laughs> after having a very turbulent 12 months in relation to investments. You, um, 
you touched on on the regulation. Mm. There's been a bit of a bombshell in your sort of mm. industry recently, thanks to the ATO. You just elaborate a little bit on that for yeah you know. yeah look i mean i i i think for uh yeah you know, most mums and dads that have self-managed super funds they may not be um uh, cognizant of this they, they're completely unaware of it but but uh, within our industry within the accounting um smsf audit industry uh i mean it's, been, it's almost like a nuclear bomb's gone off and it's it's come about through this auditor independence thing that the um the ato didn't do it, but they were very much a driving force behind it. And mm -hmm. um, uh, to, to basically summarise, what currently tends to happen, particularly for the larger firms, is that uh, an accountant will do the work and then another division within that firm would also do the audit. Right. Um, and that was okay, that, that yep. met the rules, um, but the ATO basically sort of came to the conclusion that even though there are great efficiencies in doing that, mm -hmm. we, we want a complete separation. We want... Um, because the the auditor, even though they're paid by uh, the the fee is paid by the trustee, mm -hmm. is actually really effectively working for the tax office and, and right. keeping an eye on the trustees. And uh, the the ATO basically said, no, look, we want to keep that separate. Um, and what, what what sort of happened is, I mean, the the the, the impact of that. We reckon it's about forty percent of self-managed super funds. That's, it's, wow, you know, that's a couple. Huge. It's a couple hundred thousand are going to be impacted by this, and because accountants have been so busy, we haven't. You know, they haven't had a chance to really shift. Uh, you know, work out their audit solution. So does that mm. does that mean then that? Someone's existing accountant will mm. do one part of the work. Correct. You may keep your existing accountant to do the accounting side of things, mm. but then mm. they would have someone like yourself or another Absolutely. audit provider then have that Chinese wall, for use of a better that, term. That, that's exactly right. It's a proper Chinese that. wall. You know, it, it, it was a yep. separate separate firms. Um, and uh, the 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 dilemma is that a lot of these uh, these these audit partners and these bigger firms have sort of said, "Well, look, I don't want to do audits." outside of my own firm and they're just mm -hmm. leaving the industry. So you've got right. this chronic drop in, in actual people able to sign off on these audits. And, and I think where it will impact the average mum and dad that has a self-managed super fund is there'll be uh, it'll take longer to get to get accounts done, right. which will obviously impact you know refunds if that's yep. what they're expecting. Yep. Um, it may very well impact fees. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I guess one of the other things too, we what has happened is as there's been a greater demand for audit services, there's been new entrants come in mm -hmm. And a lot of those new entrants are using services overseas, you know, offshore type things. Right, so, okay. so I think, you know, mums and dads want to just find out if their auditor is changing, where is the work being done, if that's of concern to them. Okay. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, it's huge for our industry. Yeah. But, you know, for the average mum and dad, they don't, you know, they know there's an audit, they don't really pay much attention right. to it, though. And yeah. I, think, I think that's the big takeout. Don't, don't, don't race home, get the razor blades out and think you've got no, to go no. and do an auditing course of your own fund. Your, <laughs> your trusted part, advisor, yeah. or your trusted accountant, will address that issue Absolutely. And, and sort that out for you. Absolutely. As and it may be a conversation that, that the trustee can have with their accountant and say, okay, what are you doing on this front? For, for a lot of uh, uh, self-managed super funds, they're already covered by this, yep. um, but others will be impacted for sure. Okay. Mm. All right. And off the back of what's happened over the last 12 months, where are you seeing opportunities for people to be able to maximise the recovery in the market? So. The usual suspects like the use of franking credits, maximising the legislation changes, those sorts of things are always sort of front of mind when we when we think about the underlying strategies of a fund. Um, yeah, look, I mean, 
in, in terms of opportunities, there, there isn't anything new. There's no right. changes on the law and, 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 mm. and um, you know, there's the, the, the contribution limits have gone up, as you know. Yep. They've been indexed up as, yep. of, as of today, or today, 1st of July, this financial year. Yep. Um, so there aren't massive things that people can do that they couldn't do in previous years, mm. um, you know. But, but, I mean, as you said, superannuation is just, a, just a, 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 an investment structure. It's a mm. tax vehicle. And I guess that... Uh, you know, they should be talking to their financial advisor about yeah. using it. You mm. know, to to um, you know, to, to you know, to maximise their overall wealth. And I think that's that's the big thing is uh, I find, and we've used them for many many years. They are a wonderful vehicle for your mum and dad. They are a wonderful vehicle for your self-employed. For example, you may want to own a radio station and put the radio station mm. in your super fund. You know, these are the sorts of commercial flexibilities that self-employed people generally really like about that type mm. of fund. There are huge amounts of administrative control in relation to the paperwork and the timing of what's done and how it's done. So it's, it's very much an evolving thing where you can build up a portfolio inside a fund that could be your ANZ shares and your normal ETFs and managed funds. It could also incorporate cash. It could incorporate a building. It could incorporate oh, all sorts you know, paintings. Mm. You know, obviously, again, on the collectible. <laughs> wow, well, I'm cringing a bit here when I, you I, say I, that. Luke. See, see, I've got yeah. questions about well, these assets. These, oh, these right, less, these less, you know, usual. These more exotic, <laughs> exotic assets. Yeah, yeah. If you do buy a Picasso for yes, your self-managed yes. super fund, which you can do, can yes. you hang it on your lounge no. room wall? No. See, and then why would you bother? Well, because well, well, because you think it's going to double in ten years. You know, that's that's the kind of mindset. But if, if you own it anyway, why can't you hang it on your lounge? It's got to be somewhere. Oh, look, you, you you know you can just imagine the the, the, the you know these the officers at the, at the tax office having conniptions right here. You know, it's, it's yeah. What? So if you buy one of those classic collector cars you were talking about, yeah, yeah, can yeah. you actually drive it? No, you cannot. What's you the cannot? point of owning no. it then? <laughs> and you know what? Before hairs, before this went sideways yeah. off the rails what yes. i was going to say was there are very very strict rules very around strict collectibles yes. exactly and your well, exotic assets. I, I do have another question on this because you mentioned you could say buy a radio station and have that in mm. your self-managed super fund yep. but so that raises this question in my mind if i own a business can i sell my own business to mm. my super fund yes and no you can you can sell the premises the business, not so much. Okay. The business, you know, there, there are instances where it may be possible um, and people but, – but it's very hard to do that. Mm. And, and, and it's, it's – they're all – I mean, look, I don't want to get sort of into the weeds, into the, into the legislation, yeah. but essentially – no, it's, it's very not difficult. a great but, idea. But, but what yeah. what tends to happen is you see a lot of professionals buying premises, yeah. um, you know, doctors and lawyers and all sorts of things. They buy the premises and they will lease that back to themselves at market rate. And again, there's a there's a vast amount mm. of rules that you have to abide by. Yeah. But so long as you dot those I's and cross those T's, mm. it's it's fine. And in many cases, it actually turns into a good investment. You know, mm. people people do this. They're not trying to scam the system. They're doing it um, because they. They want a nice, stable return, as opposed to they might yeah. be concerned about the share market or whatever. Well, obviously, it is. you wouldn't be mm. buying any investment, whether it's inside your super or not inside your mm. super, mm. if you weren't trying to make a return on that investment. Well, would you? you would think so. You would think so. And 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 look, that that's the correct answer. But the, you do get these instances where people they they, they see the super fund to as a as a as a means of say propping up their business. You know, those yeah. are the sort of things you can't you can't do if it's an investment. You know, so for example, um, if a farmer wants to buy the the block of the, you know the farmland next door because it comes up, it doesn't have any money. He goes, oh, I'll use the super fund money. That's not that's not going to you know it's not going to cut the mustard. It's yeah. And so you've got to be careful of that. And I think that the, the, the takeaways if you if you do have any of these 
unusual exotic ideas for investments, please talk to your accountant beforehand. <laughs> yes. You know exactly. Yeah. And I think that that just loops back around <laughs> to what we said earlier. Very very flexible yeah. with lots and lots of rules you need to adhere to. So yeah. that's why yeah. somebody like Chris is for us. You know, especially in my business. It's, it's invaluable and, and the peace of mind that, that I have and especially clients have to know that if, if there is grape to be, you know, there's juice to be squeezed out of the grape, he can, he can generally find it and throw up ideas that you may not have thought of because of his view or his lens in relation to the tax application of what's going on. Whilst I may invest money and try and generate wealth and use a vast number of things to do it, the, the services that somebody like Chris and other self-managed super fund specialist accountants can actually provide to people is invaluable because of all of the things we've spoken about. Being able to have a conversation, and, and this is the thing people need to remember, you, you're open to the public. Like, it's not that you mm, consult mm, just mm. to professional firms like mine. Mm. If, if, if mum and dad, Mr and Mrs Smith, want to use Aquila Super, they can actually reach mm. straight out to Chris as a wholesaler and engage his firm and others like it to be able to go straight to the source. Because mm. from a wholesale perspective, it, it, it comes down to price in a lot of instances. And he, he prices a little bit differently to most because the general misconception is that a self-managed super fund's expensive. Mm. When in actual fact, Chris's firm, as an example, they price on the number of assets in the fund, not the value of the fund. So it's a rather unique way of, of, of looking at the work that they have to do and what they charge. So again, it's another one of those, those misnamers that people think, oh, I don't want a self-managed super fund because they're really expensive. In actual fact, I find the, the bigger the fund, the cheaper, more efficient they are to mm. run in a lot of instances. It, you, absolutely. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's the, it's the investment mix. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, this is not you know, unique to specialist accounts. It's the mm. accountant mindset of how mm. many hours does it take to do. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter if you've got 100,000 or you know, 10 million. If, if it's, a, if it's a, a, a relatively simple fund, you get mm. charged the same. It's not based on dollar value. Mm. Yeah. yeah, look, and that's, that's what I love because whether it's an $800,000 fund or a $5 million fund, we know that it's not exponentially more expensive, which mm. again, from a peace of mind perspective, when, when clients go through something like a COVID and they've seen the value of their collected asset base fall and come back, that peace of mind around fixed cost and known costs is, is really important for the psyche and obviously the continuity of the structure that they use going forward. So I think you know, it's really unique and that's one of the reasons that I, you know, I really like what him and his firm do. As we wrap things up today, we've been talking about your self-managed superannuation fund and why you need a specialist accountant to help you out with running that. So what are the uh, most important points about what a specialist accountant can do for you? Right. Well, I mean, uh, having, having an accountant that actually knows about self-managed super funds um, can basically uh, uh, identify all of the, um, you know, the things that you need to put into your tax return. Um, you know, it, it can cause or basically prevent um, issues with the tax office down the track. And I guess it's sort of you know, contrasting it to an accountant that doesn't know about self-managed super funds. I mean, what we have seen is people, they miss out on, 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 on tax deductions. They, 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 you know, they end up paying more tax. They miss out on opportunities for pensions. There's a whole range of things. So having mm. someone that knows what they're doing you know, can, can be beneficial in a whole mm. range of different ways. So yeah. I've already got an accountant. Why do yep. I need somebody else? Aren't, aren't all accountants fully informed? Yeah, no. Nah, well, look... There's a lot of good ones out there. But there's also a couple of bad ones, and <laughs> and I guess I guess the thing is you don't know. It's like a mechanic. You don't mm. know whether they're they're mm. good or bad. Um, I think that uh, you know every self-managed super fund trustee can, you know can educate themselves to some extent as to what they can and can't do. Quiz their accountant about it, and they should be should be fairly obvious fairly quickly whether they mm. actually are across it or whether they're just you know they're, they're, it's not in their in their wheelhouse. So from a mm. from a scale perspective, to give the listeners an idea of the you know 
the, the volume of work that your lot get through, mm. how many audits would you do roughly over a course of 12 months? Right. Well, the, the audit side, which is predominantly where we work for other accounting firms, mm-hmm. I, th- I believe we're trying to nudge 10,000 a year. So, right. we, so are, we, we are – we don't know for sure, but we're somewhere in the top top handful in Australia, wow. you know, which is not bad from a, from, a little, from a business that started out in the stationary cupboard of, a, you know, one of the, the big four firms here, you know, <laughs> from Canberra. So, you know, quite, quite proud and of that. And then on the, on the tax side. Yep. Uh, when it comes to doing the returns on that, yep, on yep. that side, you do that. Oh, uh, it's a couple of thousand. It's okay. a couple of thousand. So you know, yeah. there you go. It's, yeah. it, I think the important thing here is to remember that not all accountants are specialists in all areas. Like not all builders do all sorts of work. Mm. And I think listeners need to keep that in mind. And that's not to say that your current provider can't do it, but just make sure, like anything in life, you check the Foxtel bill, you check the heating bill. Check your accounting bill, mm. you know, check and see what you're paying and look to go to a wholesaler like Chris and, and others like him where you can actually sharpen up the pencil. Because if you saved 500 to to $1,000 a year over a 20-year fund, that's a big number, mm. you know. So be mindful of that and don't always assume that, that what you're doing is the norm because it, it may not be because as, as someone says regularly on the radio, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> um, and, and this is a wonderful example of that. Absolutely. So, and it's always a good idea to have expert advice, no matter what field you're looking at. You mentioned mechanics before. You mm, want to make sure mm. you've got a good one. Mm. And we've spoken about this before in terms of having a financial advisor is not the same thing as having uh, an accountant. Mm. They're two different disciplines. Absolutely. Very and, much so. And now, of course, here we are with accountancy. We're looking at there is this specialty. If mm. you are running a self-managed superannuation fund, it's very important to make sure you're getting the right advice. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So if we want some of that right advice, <laughs> where do we go? Um, yeah, well, so look, we uh, our main office is here in Canberra. Um, and uh, look, you can find all our details on our, our website at uh, Uh We have offices in Brisbane and Sydney. Not that you can actually go to the Sydney office at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, look, go to the website and that has all of the you know, phone numbers and other, other details. Cool. Okay, awesome. so the website, aquilasuper.com. No AU on the No AU. No AU. International. And well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> special. Ooh, special. Oh, yeah. Say no more on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And Luke? Yeah, look, usual. 6260-4749. Give us a ring. I think we've got some space uh, October, November for some appointments. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the website. We've got the podcast, uh, the strategy stacker. Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And we've got the YouTube channel. So you can subscribe to that. Stop the, uh, stop the iPhone. Feed the kids. Feed the dog. Come back to it, take your notes, watch it on the phone. You don't need to read anything, and that's Envision Financial Canberra, so you can subscribe to that and um, and see the show each week. Fantastic stuff. And, uh, again, that phone number is 62604749 for Envision Financial. So, uh, Luke, thanks very much. Wonderful. And, Chris, thank you very much. Pleasure. Uh, Luke, you'll be back again next Friday with another thrilling instalment of uh, Talking About Money. We will be, and we'll uh, we'll set up the next couple of weeks. I think we're going to have a bit of a property focus going forward, so okay. we'll, we'll find out what you can and can't do in a unit from uh, Chris Miller at Vantage Strata. Fantastic stuff. Thanks again.